Tuesday, all things Montessori. I hope everyone's doing well and staying safe and warm in January 2021. We're still here. So Jamie and I today, we talk all about how to have a strong parent community and all of the components that go into that. So we really talk about our own experiences and, you know, our own thoughts on what it takes to create a strong and really essential parent community. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Patreon. If you want to become a patron of us, you can follow the link below or go to patreon.com. You can search all things Montessori um, and you can sign up for the tiers that we have available. Um, Yeah, we do extra content for our Patreon members. There is some merchandise you can get. It's fun to be a patron of all things Montessori. I'll say it. So join us on Patreon. We would love to have you. This episode is also brought to you by Sapling Supply. We love Sapling Supply. They're an amazing Montessori furniture company. So you can go ahead and check them out. Um, the website is also below and you can get 10% off anything site-wide using our promo code ATM10. And once again, thank you everybody for listening. Jamie and I are just always blown away by your support. So anybody who has emailed, commented, DM'd, written a review, become a patron, whatever, we are so grateful. And I hope everybody enjoys this episode. Here we are again. That's right. Hey, Jamie, how are you? Doing well. I mean, it's a it's been a wacky week again in this world we live in. But For sure, that's right. I feel like I don't even know what to say anymore. But yes, it has been wacky. That's a great word to describe it. Um, yeah. I just want to take a second too to thank everybody who has reached out to us in support of our new venture of Sea Lavender Montessori. We're so excited and thank you so much for listening and supporting us. And we just can't wait to talk about it more. It's just exciting that the word is out now. <laughs> it is. I know we've been sitting on it for a while. So it's fun to it's fun to be able to to talk about it. That's right. I know. Well um go ahead. Well, just one of the big things, too, is we've been thinking about sea lavender. And as we've been talking with parents, um, you know, we've let them know that something that's really important to both of us and something that we recognize is essential to to a really um, high-functioning Montessori classroom is a really strong parent community. And mm-hmm. um, so we thought today we'd kind of talk about the importance of the parent community and your school and your, and your classroom and things to, to consider uh, as you're, as you're planning to, to nurture. When I, when I talk about this on a training course, what I call it is nurturing your parent community because it does take nurturing and it does take uh, energy and focus. And it's really, really important and well worth it. It totally is because if you have a happy parent, they become your greatest ally, and that goes on for years. Um, you could that can even go on after their kid is not in your class anymore. If you build those relationships and you know strong sense of trust, uh, yeah, it's it's worth everything. And I mean, I'm the first one to definitely say, I mean, it is exhausting because it's like you have another classroom because it's another <laughs> community, right? <laughs> right. Um, 
But it's it is so important. And it's not just parent teacher conferences. It's not just the meeting them in the beginning of the school year. It's constant. And, you know, I always think it's a balance of, you know, definitely taking care of yourself. You can't be available all the time, but making yourself, you know, available when you can be available and then being dependable because, you know, the parents are invested in you. Right. So you have to show up for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think it's being like available, but mostly it's uh, it's sort of having a whole um, sort of aura and presence of accessibility. And you can set yeah. really clear boundaries on your availability, but still have everyone feel like you are accessible to them. And that's, I think, a, a key component um, in your relationship building with parents also. Um, Yeah, definitely. And then I think, you know, one thing that you told us, um, Jamie, in training, um, I talk about training so much. I just want you to know that I was really listening when you were talking, when you were teaching me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. I'm I'm keeping notes on that. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, my God. No, but you said um, that you would touch base um, um, on the phone with your parents monthly. I think that's what you said. Well, I I made sure that I had an interaction with parents at least once a month, whether yes. it was in person or if I had to give a call, I'd give a call, you know, yes. if I didn't manage to. So, so I, I recommend that teachers like keep a list of parents so you can just mm-hmm. like check it off every month when you've had an interaction. And of course, there are some that you see almost daily, you know, the ones yes. that maybe have a real flexible work schedule or aren't working full time and can um, linger at arrival and linger at dismissal. And so you have a lot more daily, you know, sort of interactions, but there are some parents you don't see very often. And so I really tried to make sure that I was reaching out and having an interaction with each of each parent every month. Yeah, because there are some parents and I think it's just the way of the world and some people are really busy and, you know, it it just it happens. You can lose track of them really easily. And then it's like, oh, my God, I haven't I haven't seen so and so's mom or so and so's dad in a long time or I haven't talked with them. And then suddenly you're at conferences and you're like, oh, my God. Right. Like you have to mm-hmm. really I think the list is really important. Um, and, yeah, there are some that you are going to talk to all the time. And that's also fine. Um, but it's just like the kids, you know, some children are going to want lessons from you all the time. And then some children are going to be really away from you and not really engaging as much. So you just have to create and maintain that balance. So everybody feels heard. And, and again, like you're accessible and that you care. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you, yeah, it's just like with children, we're going to meet these adults, these parents and, oh, by the way, when I talk about parents, I'm using parent as a role, as the function that the adult is is providing, the, yeah. the role of parent. So that might be biological parents, but it might not be. And that's okay. I still include all of that. I've had grandparents that are being parents. I've had aunts yeah. and uncles being parents, you know, like all of it. So, totally. so be... Um, 
be sure to just understand when, when that's my approach to that word parent is that it's it's the role you're playing. If you're the primary caregiver, the one who's, you know, there the majority of the time like that, you're the you're the parent, um, yeah. whatever other title um, or you have in, in the child's life. So um, so anyway, now I've gotten myself off track, but that no, but so that was par- important to say. <laughs> Right. Yeah. It's it. We have a families are come in all sorts of varieties, and that's okay. And there's always somebody functioning as the parent yes. for the children. Um, yeah. So we want to be sure that we're meeting parents where they are, just like we meet children where they are. So parents are going to have um, like all sorts of different experiences with schools that are going to impact the way they feel about your school or your classroom. Mm -hmm. They're going to have varying levels of knowledge of Montessori, which will affect how they interact in your classroom. Um, And then they have all sorts of other, you know, like the rest of their life that influences them that you don't know about that can impact. So um, we just meet them where they are, where they show us that they are. We don't have to, you know, if they whether they know tons about Montessori or very little, whether, you know, whatever, we want to meet them where they are and support them. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Because you want the classroom and the school and you to feel inviting and not like, oh, well, you don't know what Montessori is and I don't have time to tell you, you know, not that anybody would do that, but, you know, it's just that welcoming. I can't wait to talk to you about this. Like, why don't you come in and observe or why don't you come in for this in the classroom, I mean, I had parents in my classroom all the time. Um, and I found yep. that that was partially because, um, well, it's for two things. That's just what I wanted to do. And also I was growing a program. So I was like involved with these parents on like another level because I just depended on it because they were going to be the, the success of the program. But even if it wasn't like that, I think it, I still would have been doing the same thing because having them in there and it wasn't like they were in there every day. That's not what I'm saying. I just had events where, you know, it would either be a parent education event or they would be in the classroom observing or one of them had a special skill. Like I had a mom who was an amazing knitter and she just came in a couple times a week and knit with the children for a month or something. You know, I don't know. You can think of a million different things. Everybody's got something to share, you know? Yep. Yep. And I think we want, you know, we have to recognize that the children who come to us are not, they don't exist just in isolation. They right. bring <laughs> with them the whole culture of their family and their neighborhood and everything else. And that they're not separate that, you know, their families are a huge important part of um, who they are and how they think and function and everything. So we want to be sure that we're really aware of um of everything beyond just this they're not just this you know isolated child coming into us they have all these other connections and and our role as guides i mean you, you all you listeners probably know this but we're our job as guides in a monastery environment is to be partners with parents. This is a collaboration to help these children in their self-construction because, you know, we get them for a few hours every day and then their parents get them for the rest of the time. So this is a collaborative effort to best support these children in their development. And so we have to really approach parents with that sense of collaboration 
Uh, we want to we want to greet parents. We don't, you know, I know sometimes some of us maybe feel like we want to run away when we see some parents coming, but we actually need to welcome uh, that interaction and welcome the opportunity to connect and to further collaborate with them because it, it does help our work to have a strong uh, collaborative relationship with parents. Yeah, I love how you talk about, you know, being partners, because, you know, if 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 we go about it a different way, I think it can, similarly to the children, turn into a power struggle of a competition of mm-hmm. who knows who knows best or, or what have you. I don't know. Um, but when you're partners and you're listening and you're trying to understand that, you know, everybody wants what's best for the child. Number one, that's like the most important thing. Everybody's on the same team there. And, you know, leaning into those tough conversations, they can be really hard. And and knowing like when you're ready to have those tough conversations, like probably not at a parent teacher conference, probably not at Carline, right? Probably not in an email, like (laughs) (laughs) none of those, (laughs) but, you know, building that relationship so you can have those conversations and it be received and you work collaboratively, exactly what you're saying, Jamie, like working together instead of, you know, I am seeing this and then the parent, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to hear things about your child. I don't have a child. I have a golden retriever. But when a vet tells me my golden retriever is being crazy, I take it offensively. So I have to assume it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard to hear. I mean, it. you know, we want we we if we're sharing concerns about children with the parents, of course we have to because that's part of the way we work together collaboratively. But yeah. we want to, um, you know, sort of approach it in a way that is really sensitive and caring. And and this idea that you know we can here's here's my here's my plan. Here's what I think yeah. we can do to work on this. And right. here's you know what are you seeing at home or what works at home or how can we help each other? Like all of that. And, you know, some parents need a lot more of that sort of nurturing and support. There are some parents that need a lot more support from from the teachers. And there are some parents that need less. And it's just like, it's just, I mean, adults are, you know, just grown up children, right? I mean, it's no different than having a class of children. And some children need more support and some children need less. The same is true for parents. And so our job is to just give give them what they need Um, and make sure that the ones that you are seeing less of, you just still want to make sure that you've got some open communication channels there, that you've got a a warm relationship um, because uh, you don't, you know, you don't want it to be that they're somehow avoiding something perhaps, or, you know, you just want to still even, you know, I know there's all sorts of reasons that we don't see all the parents. I mean, work, mm. lots of after school activities, things like that. I mean, of course, right now, a lot of you who are doing virtual learning are, um, yeah. are seeing a lot more of parents than you ever have before. <laughs> I actually have been hearing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're who like are showing up on there. screen. <laughs> um, I know it's which a totally a different ball different, game. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really different mm-hmm. now because I think, well, in one way, in a lot of ways, I think it's great because parents are getting an inside view on how their child learns. Um, and I and I hope that a lot of parents are taking it that way. Um, but I know it's also extremely hard to be a working professional and have your children at home 
that just seems really yes. hard. So it's just well, yeah. and it doesn't matter <laughs> what, what the age is. I oh can say, you know, I mean, my kids are definitely old enough that they don't need a lot of supervision, but they, you know, it still is hard because when you're the only social interaction, even right. for, for your kiddos, um, yeah, it is just a hard time. Um, we've talked about like the sort of, we've been talking about like individual relationships with parents are really working to have that individual contact and that sort of, and parent teacher conferences, um, but you also mentioned, Rachel, and I did a lot of this too, other sort of opportunities for parents to get together as, as a group, mm-hmm. um, like, like, uh, a parent information event. Um, I did a lot of parent, you know, whole, you know, family social events with my class. Yeah. We, we yeah. tended to do, um, depending on the year, cause it kind of does depend on the commitment of the whole community, but. We tended to do about one a month. Um, oh, that's so fun. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes like a potluck in a, at the or a group picnic at a park, or we even crammed tons of people in some parents' houses they would choose to host. Um, hmm, and nice. that is a really nice, yeah, nice opportunity to get to know families outside of, outside of school. Yeah, I did a few of those things as well um, outside of school. And there's something fun about being not on campus. You know, it's it's like it's a different Mm -hmm. vibe, right? Like you get it's a little bit more relaxed and um, you can really make some fun connections that way. Um, I think another thing that I did and I know you did just talking about getting everybody together and getting them to know you, too. um, I brought my parents into the classroom, too. Like my parent community met my parents. Um, and I know that's not typical. I just, yeah, I don't know. I did it. (laughs) No, I did too. I brought my parents, my parents came quite a bit. And even back when I was teaching, um, my grandparents were still alive. So I had, uh, my grandparents in the classroom a few times as well. And it does, um, well, and the nice thing too, for the children is that it, and the, and the, and the families, I mean, my parents came to the school auction, all sorts of stuff. Um, it humanizes you for the school community. You know, yeah. you're not just this teacher, but you're someone who's got other people, you know, in their lives mm-hmm. and stuff. So it is, it is, um, it does sort of help place you just as much as it is nice to see sort of the children beyond the classroom. It, it can be nice for them to see that you've got something something beyond. Yeah. Um, And like when we're thinking about, you know, events to get everybody together, some like my, the children I had at the time, they came up with this idea to have a parent lunch the first year. And, um, I remember being exhausted and thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't know how that's going to happen. Um, but they, I mean, they were so cute. They were six and seven years old and they, with my supervision, of course, and help, <laughs> they plan this beautiful parent lunch, and then it became a tradition. And then the last year I was in that particular classroom, they were, um, they asked me. They said, "Well, why don't your parents ever come?" And I thought, "Oh, well, I never invited them, so <laughs> we invited them to that <laughs> too, which was so sweet." Um, but yeah, I mean, they just came up with that idea, and it just turned into this beautiful, I mean, really rich tradition. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, meeting at a park, going for a hike 
you know, I mean, some of my my parent community, they were all friendly and friends with each other. So they would hang out and, you know, um, man, that just it really creates. I don't know, it just creates a really fun community where everybody is kind of um, working together. I mean, there are definitely rifts and there can be drama. And I'm not saying it's like utopia, but um, having that close knit parent community can be a really great thing for your school and for you as a teacher. Um, yeah, but it does require that you that the teacher really has to participate in that. Yes. That does mean like you, yeah. you have to look at the school calendar and you have to see the you know, the whole school events and all of those other things. And you just really have to, you know, plan um, and and get to many, as many of those as you can. Totally. Um, they're valuable. They're valuable for yeah what you learn about the children, they're valuable about the relationship you build with parents. So I, I know, I mean, I, I remember vividly the investment that that takes, but it's, it's well, it's well worth it. And, and what's also nice, I mean, you have to get good at being able to set boundaries with parents at a social event that you're not going to necessarily talk about like their child or you're not going to get stuck in a corner, like having a parent teacher conference. So you do have to get good at setting those kinds of boundaries. But on occasion, sometimes like you can hear something from a parent or maybe a passing comment that like clicks something into place for you that you had been like wondering about. You know, you Mm -hmm. find out things or you can maybe sort of dispel some concern before it hardly even surfaces because you're spending, you know, this other time uh, together in a group with some of the parents. So I do think that's valuable. And I think it goes a long way to helping parents see that you're accessible. Um, I always really felt I wanted to, you know, I wanted to handle problems before they festered and became really bad, you know, yeah. and that's, yeah. so I really wanted people to come to me right away. Um, but mm-hmm. not, you know, you have to really appear approachable. And if, and what I see sometimes is, um, our desire to protect the children's space is so strong, which is understandable. Like we want the children to have a place where they can work. We don't want it to be about the adults, but right. sometimes that, that comes across to parents as like, I don't want you here. You don't belong here. Don't, you know, like, don't linger at dismissal. Don't come, you know, like all of that, which, again, I understand why we why schools kind of put some of those policies in place, because, of course, um, you know, we want children to be able to do their work. But that's a delicate line between that and having parents feel like they aren't welcome. Yes. Oh, my Um, gosh. Totally. Totally. Well, and that's just really dangerous because. um because of course the par- parents should always be well <laughs> welcome right. um and we we just have to be prepared to guide and support them so that they can navigate the classroom or our culture in the way that's appropriate you know we don't want them to get in the way of children or get you know whatever but but also you can you can help parents understand that um but so it's just something to keep in mind i, I you know i always tell the parents like at arrival and dismissal is a really bad time to catch me because too many things are going on. Right. But that's also a time when they're there. <laughs> so, right. so we want to be sure that at least at the very least, we're like greeting them with a warm smile. We're making eye contact, even if we can't have a chance to chat. Right. Like, and, totally. and that goes a long way. I've been through, I've spent, I've been in a lot of schools around the world. Um, 
And I can tell you that in some schools I have been in, I barely get greeted with any eye contact by anyone in the front office when I check in, by anyone as I walk in the hallway. And I feel like I don't belong in that school. Mm. I mean, and I don't belong, right? I'm visiting, but still I feel like it makes me uncomfortable. But then there are some schools where I get greeted warmly um, right away when I come in. Every person I pass in the hallway says hi, maybe even stops to introduce themselves. That's a whole different kind of feeling. So yeah. you know, really think about the culture that your school is trying to, to cultivate because um, it does make a difference. It does, and, and it can have a whole sort of impact on a, a person's attitude. Um, oh, totally. And I mean, a lot. Yeah. A lot of people are first impressions people too. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I totally know what you mean about the greeting and the feeling welcome in a space. I mean, you can feel the energy and if you don't feel welcome, I mean, it it really can turn you off to it. Um, And a parent, you know, Jamie, you're a Montessori practitioner and I know you were like, you felt off about that, but a parent who knows nothing about Montessori is going to be like just really probably taken aback because not only are they not feeling welcome, but then they don't know the method. They don't know what Montessori is. They don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on. Right. They might've done like two seconds of a Google search or something. Um, You know, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, you're probably not going to have a classroom full of parents that all went to Montessori school or are Montessori trained. Right. Like that would be great. But, you know, it's really and it's kind of an amazing learning experience for you as the guide, but then for them also, because they get really I've seen they get really into it. I mean, some are like, okay, whatever. You're doing great for my child. That's fantastic. But some really get into it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's it's just a great opportunity Um, just, you know, for I mean, for those parent education events that you have to them just coming and observing in the classroom making it a positive experience. Um, I mean, because fact of the matter, you know, happy parents are going to create a school that continues running, you know? <laughs> so, yep. Well, and not only that, like what I found after years of really working hard to cultivate a strong parent community was that after a while, I didn't have to work as hard at it because the, you know, the the parents that have been there for a while really contributed to the maintenance and even formed like a, you know, welcome new children, you know, new families committee and all these things. But also whenever there started to be like parking lot complaining Mm -hmm. amongst a group of parents, because we'd worked so hard to build a, a very strong parent community that would get, like shut down by the parents, like other parents, other parents would say, Oh, that, that does not sound like Jamie. That doesn't sound like that's not our experience. I think you should go talk to her or Mm, whatever. Like mm -hmm. it wouldn't, it wouldn't um, get worse and worse and worse. It, it would, they started to really manage some of that. And that's huge also, because we all know the times when something happens and then parents, gather and chat about it or text each other about it and complain. And then it grows and snowballs into an even larger problem. Yeah. Um, And that's where when you've really built a culture that some of that can get kind of um, managed by other parents or at least supported and, and then directed to you. And that's really, really valuable. 
Absolutely. Um, you have your little allies out there going to bat for you. <laughs> it's great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And for the whole community, you know, this isn't mm-hmm. the kind of community we have. And that's, that's yeah. really huge too. And I think, um, and then that other thing that you talked about, like um, the whole culture of your school and how parents feel when they're there, but also keeping in mind, um, I think you kind of touched on this, Rachel, the idea that every interaction you have with a parent is an opportunity to help them learn something more. And you don't have to be super didactic about it, but you might be able to like raise their awareness about something about their child or, you know, Mm -hmm. just some tiny little one sentence thing can have a profound, a profound impact um, for parents. So really, um, yeah, really welcome those opportunities. Plus, you know, the parents are really interesting people oftentimes. Yes. And yes. <laughs> yes. I've learned so much from my parent community and they've been great resources for us. And I did my best to have, you know, have parents in the classroom as much as they wanted to be doing a variety of things, whether mm-hmm. it's like cutting paper or, you know, stocking shelves or uh, helping with knitting or, you know, I had one parent who worked a lot, but, and she, you know, would, um, bring cookies in for decorations on, uh, Valentine's uh, and, and so uh, fun. Halloween, you know, and, and of course I made them take them home before they ate them and stuff. Cause we kind of had a low sugar policy at school, but even with that, like this was something that the parent could do. And I wanted to welcome that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be- you know, so I think there's all sorts of ways to really, to really uh, nurture, nurture those relationships. And it's valuable for the classroom community. It's valuable for the whole school community. And honestly, I've benefited um, greatly from the relationships I built with parents um, over the years. Because especially when you have parents for three or six years, I had a lot of parents for six years, um, you develop, you know, you develop a good relationship with them. And that's, Uh, that's also really, really, it's just enriching, right? I mean, I'm not saying you're becoming like, you're not becoming pals with them, but you know, you're, um, but you are developing a strong sort of professional relationship that's valuable. So totally. They're amazing relationships and they're definitely beneficial on both sides. And just to touch briefly upon what you were saying about having parents in the classroom, for a myriad of reasons, I same. I I mean, it would take. I mean, I would always be asking and encouraging parents to come in talking. But if someone just had a suggestion and it seemed fine, I was like, "Yep, yeah, sure, let's do it." And it always was. It always really worked out and was really nice, um, as long as it was appropriate. And I thought it'd be beneficial for the for the kids. Sure, you know. Um, and I oh my gosh, the kid whose parents was coming into the classroom would always just, well, one, they'd either be mortified or they'd be so excited. It was one of the two, right. <laughs> but you usually excited. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just, it, I don't know. It, there's just beautiful moments. I'm thinking about one where, um, well, it's my own, my own parent, like my dad. So that's maybe why I think so fondly of it, but he's a jazz pianist. So he came in and talked to the kids about jazz and it was great. And I had let slip earlier that week that he did not know how to write in cursive. Um, and I, all of them taught him how to write in cursive after he played piano and it was just like, it was the best. (laughs) And I mean, just moments like that are great. Yeah. 
So, Well, and it's really powerful for parents oftentimes. I mean, you know, we have to remember that for a lot of parents, their own educational experiences have not been good ones. We don't know the baggage that they carry from their own experience. And it's, you know, a wide variety of things, right, that they could have never, you know, felt appreciated or smart enough Mm -hmm. or not, you know, Mm -hmm. too smart or all, you know, any number of things. We don't know what it is. But um, so... Oftentimes, what can happen for Montessori parents, especially those that didn't have a Montessori experience for themselves, is that the it, the experience in a Montessori environment, you know, helps them actually to heal a little bit from their own issues and yeah, when they yeah. can see something different, right? So, so um, you know, whether it's and or they can learn cursive, but like it can be <laughs> yeah. really meaningful for them to spend a little time in the classroom for, you know, so I've had parents in helping knitting. I've had parents in um, doing some reading activities with some children. I've had parents do other fun activities. I've had, you know, parents come in and do some dance classes. I've had parents come in and do um, take apart a computer and put it back together, any number of things. But what I heard consistently from parents was just like the things that they saw that made them so glad they'd chosen Montessori and not, Mm. you know, you see it differently when you're like, you can see it when you do a formal observation, but when you're kind of doing your own thing and, and the class settles even more into their work, um, you see it even more. And what they loved was the group work and the way that children could work together, all different ages, solve their problems. That was far and above the most often commented thing I got about the environment. Um, But also like the discipline that they saw in the children, the joy Mm -hmm. in the learning, all of that. And so getting parents in on, you know, making sure that they do feel like they're allowed in for more yeah. than an observation and those sorts of things, that's important and can be really good for your program as a whole and for each family and everything. So um, yeah. don't be afraid of parents. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Don't be because, I mean, I say that, but I definitely was at first. Um, but again, as I said earlier, just lean into saying, start with a conversation, just saying hi. and then you know, work on that, work on just that communication, feeling confident because you know what you're doing in the classroom and they know that because they are sending their child to you. So you're on the same team. So yeah, just, they're just people, you know, and they really can just really become just wonderful additions to the school community. And, um, it's just so worth the effort, you know? Yeah. But it does take effort. So really think yeah. through what you can <laughs> yeah. give and how you can give. But it does, it's, it's, it's really worth it for the classroom. So yeah. 